All right. Waiting on Joel. Waiting on Joel. All right. Well, I'll just go ahead and read the teaser here. Uh, is about Texas? Okay. Hey, Chad GPT, what are five interesting facts about the state of Texas? Okay, here we go. Size and population. Texas is the second largest state in the United States, both in terms of area and population. Uh, population of Texas around 29 million. Oh, it's the second most populous state after California. Okay. Six flags of Texas. Six. Oh, that refers to the six different nations that have ruled over that. Okay. Texas, number three. Texas also has a booming economy, ranking at the ninth largest in the world, if hey, it were hey, a what, separate, separate company, country. Yeah. What, huh? are you, what are you doing? Reading, I'm just reading. I'm just reading some facts. We got our show here. It's about Texas. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no, dude. The show is about taxes. Oh, taxes. Taxes. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. was the A and the E transposed because I saw a, Texas. I guess you know what? Dyslexic. I am dumb lexic. <laughs> no, listen. Today we've got our crypto tax CPA Clinton Donnelly back on the show to discuss two major happenings that everybody should be aware of as you're getting ready to uh, file your tax returns. It's not Texas, but we've got a heart as big as it, and you should probably pay your taxes. So this is episode number six hundred and seventy-four of the Bad Crypto Podcast, y'all. Don't mess with Texas. Five. here and i reckon that this here is episode number 674 we're gonna be talking about paying your taxes in texas you got our as the founder of uh, donnelly tax law he's a uh, clinton donnelly and you know we're gonna talk about how you can get your tax and fixer uppers there for your cryptos especially you're gonna want to pay attention to this one because if you got over two hundred thousand dollars in crypto trades or whatever you've done you're probably gonna want to listen to this and here you know this is super important stuff. This is Clinton's fourth time joining us on the show. It's an annual tradition here. It's a topic that nobody really likes to think about, but he's got some really uh, late-breaking information he's going to share with you. Once again, it's not the most wonderful time of the year. Well, it's wonderful because of our guest. It's not wonderful because your taxes are due, and you got to pay them here real soon but fortunately we have the crypto tax master in the house back for a fourth appearance on this here show the bad crypto podcast the one and only clinton donnelly hello clinton how are you sir uh, it's a pleasure joel travis to be here on your show once again nice. you know, we're glad you're here even if people don't like the reason that you're here you know to me joel taxes are sexy Everybody wants everybody wants to talk about taxes. Everybody loves to hear about the IRS burning somebody on taxes, as long as it's not them. Taxes is a very sexy topic. Very sexy. And actually, I think uh, when you when Joel said this is the fourth time you've been on the show, I think that you <clears throat> you have the uh, the living record because the previous person who's been on here more, John McAfee, is no longer. So that's maybe not you, true. That's not true. More, who's been on more than four times? 
You don't remember? Oh, Ronnie Moaz. Ronnie, Mo- I was gonna. Do you need less ass or Moaz? Oh man, so I forgot that dude. He's gone in my out of my brain. I was thinking it's almost time to invite him back on. <laughs> they let come. Hey, Ronnie, come back, come back on the show. Let's talk. Let's let's. Well, get hey, some I, I am uh, privileged, privileged to be on the show. Yeah. So uh, Clinton has been the go-to guy in uh, in the space uh, for quite some time. His uh, his service um, as a CPA, Donnelly Tax Law and a Crypto Tax Audit. This is a audit defense service that we do recommend to you guys. Now we are affiliates with Clinton, but we are also customers with Clinton. And I'm going to give you the link now and I'm going to reinforce it several times. So you go and use this badco.in forward slash tax. Easy enough. Badco.in forward slash tax. We got a lot to talk about because the world is crazy. Um, the crypto tax law is uh, uh, continually, you know, the the target is moving and a lot of people are confused. So we've got some big bullet points we want to hit on today. I'm going to let you kind of take us on a journey. Where would you like to start? Hey, you know, there's, there's just so many topics out there about attacks at this point in time. This is this is a very hot area right now for crypto. A couple of things I'd like to talk about is, you know, Congress has weaponized the IRS to go after crypto owners. Let's talk about what that means. Okay. Second thing is, as when you prepare your tax return, you have to use these gain calculation services uh, to calculate how much your gains were. And my staff, I have a company of over 20 employees and we, half of them are crypto analysts. And I pull the cover back, you know, we can see the man behind the, the, the curtain. And what we're finding is that there's a lot that these services are not telling you and their services all come up with different answers or let's just say a collection of wrong answers. All right. So well, let's, let's, talk let's about start. Those. Yeah, those are both great. Let's go ahead and start with uh, Congress uh, weaponizing the IRS against American citizens. All right. So, uh, a year ago, the IRS commissioner said, you know, the IRS brings in $4 trillion to the U.S. government. It's the money-making arm of the U.S. government. The commissioner told Congress he could bring in $1 trillion more if they gave him the money to go after enforcement. Well, August 16th last year, Congress accepted that challenge. They approved the Infrastructure Act, which gave a lot of money. You've heard about the 87000 Agents, not not that, but they gave 80, 46 billion, 46 billion specifically earmarked for going after tax enforcement on digital asset owners. Let me put 46 billion in context for you. That's three times the annual budget of the FBI. What? All right. Congress has weaponized the IRS and they're coming after us. And right now the IRS is revved up. They just got a new commissioner. Uh, they're hiring as fast as they can. They're getting tools, weapons, collecting information, and the hammer is coming down. They got the funds. So what does this mean? Uh, if you're in the, now here's a second fact for you. We know from uh, surveys such as Coinbase and uh, Gemini have done that there's roughly uh, 55 to 60 million crypto owners in the U.S., all right, these are adults, they're taxpayers, and they own crypto. Now, granted, 
you know, a large percentage of these are, you know, somebody who bought like $300 of Bitcoins, they could tell their grandchildren that they had something, right? All right, so cut it in half, cut it, you know, cut it three-fourths of that off. But there's a, there's, we're talking tens of millions of active crypto investors who we know from data that we got from the IRS in terms of uh, tax returns last year, we know that roughly 80% of crypto owners are not not reporting their income their crypto income on their tax returns that's either they're filing a tax return but not telling about the crypto or they're uh, not even filing a tax return at all i mean i was just at a conference in miami uh, this past week it was a uh, it was an alternative products conference we asked everybody did you follow your taxes did you report your crypto income i i mean I'm flabbergasted. How many people just told us straight up, no, I don't even file taxes or no, I never. I mean, a lot of people just said, I never file taxes or I never report my crypto income. The IRS knows this. They know who all the crypto investors are. They can get the information from all the U.S. exchanges. They know who's buying into crypt, into uh, these exchanges. Uh, I would say they know 95% of all the crypto investors. They don't know the mag. They, they know some of them are big and some of them are small. You know, they have limits on what they can understand, but the IRS is ready to crack down. And they define the way they define crypto investors, they all look like millionaires. So, you know, it, it gives them a lot of brownie points back to the IRS. So, this is big, very big. That's fascinating how that, that data shows that so many people are, they're probably just scared. They're like, I don't know what to do. And so, what you recommend is, to basically utilize your service that helps that particular side of things. Like if you haven't uh, filed or if you're scared of the audit, then these are some things you need to consider. Well, you got a great point there, Travis. A lot of times people don't report on a tax return because they didn't know they had to, right? They thought, you know, I did crypto to crypto trades. Uh, you know, this isn't taxable, but in fact it is at some point in time later, they realize it is. And so the next year comes along and they don't report their cryptos. And the year after that, they don't report their cryptos. And next thing you know, they're so far down in the rabbit hole that if they ever admitted they had cryptos, uh, they would be bankrupt. They, they, there would be no way to come out of that hole, right? Here's what happens with crypto anyway sometimes? It's like crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Like for a lot of people, 2022, there was no gains. There was just massive losses. So I guess one question might be for some of those folks who hadn't filed, and they had big gains in, say, 21 or 20 or whatever. But 2022, they had huge losses. Are they able to take some of those losses and then filter them over the previous years? We the Tax law does not let us go backwards on losses. Uh, we can go forward on losses. So what, what we can do, well, there's two things, two strategies, two takeaways here. First of all, what I believe we need is tax amnesty for crypto investors. I mean, the IRS want, is still collecting data on 2016 and 2017. I mean, they really want to come after people in the past. And so we've created a website called CryptoTaxAmnesty.com. CryptoTaxAmnesty.com. And it explains why we need tax amnesty. We need, we need the IRS to give us a break in order to get crypto investors back on board uh, get them compliant, get them into the tax system. Because we know from surveys that uh, the Pew Trust, that cra uh, Gemini has done, that upwards of 40 to 50% of all males under the age of 40 
uh, are crypto investors. All right. So if the IRS cracks down, you know, we're looking at a potential Tiananmen Square situation for the IRS, you know, in terms of destroying a whole generation of people who, out of ignorance, out of not having CPAs and tax software that would support us or even crypto gain software that calculated anything correctly, you know, that the IRS is poised to burn a whole generation. So what, I, what we're asking is people go to that website. Uh, we tell you, we explain simply why we need tax amnesty. And we tell you to contact your senators, contact your congressmen and say, we need crypto tax amnesty. We need to bring people back into the fold. Doesn't matter if you're a crypto investor or not. Doesn't matter if you reported your income or not. You need to get on there. You need to contact your congressman. We need help. All right. We've been left out on our own from the IRS. They've given us very little guidance. There's, there's very few tools. The CPA industry has abandoned the crypto people. And we need to, this is a, a critical thing everybody needs to do. And if you call up your congressman, your identity is protected. The IRS will not know that you called your congressman. So if you're a non-filer or a, someone who's not reporting everything, don't worry about calling because then they discover you. No, no, you're just talking to your congressman. They want to know, are you a constituent? If you're a constituent, then now they got a message. If a lot of people call, we start to change things. We start to make help us. We need defense against the, an IRS that's that's gotten weaponized to come against us. So abusive of, of them. It's just it's, excited. it's crazy. And you know, then it gets really crazy when you start getting into NFTs, right? And calculating buying and selling NFTs and your your profits on that. I mean, they they well, got know, we did so far we behind. We did analysis on NFTs. Yeah. Uh, it's very challenging to get when you when you report profits on NFTs, you have to find out what did I buy it for, what did I sell it for. We trust these online services to calculate it for us. What we've discovered is that even the best services come up with answers that are too high for NFT pricing. So we're now using another service. It's a it's a you know it's not generally available, but it actually does appraisal values on NFTs. Okay. So these are defendable prices. And we are actually seeing that we're coming in with uh, reporting gains that are one fourth of what you're picking up from these, from the best of these crypto gain calculation services. So this is a this is another service we offer at our company at CryptoTaxAudit.com is the, to do the NFT pricing. We're saving people a fortune. Even some of the biggest invest uh, NFT guys are doing their returns with us. Right. So it's like, say for example, you buy an NFT. For like, and this happened to me. I bought one of the original V1 crypto punks, right? 14 ETH I bought it for. And at the time, it was like almost 50 grand, right? But then the price tanked, right? And then I ended up selling it for like four ETH, but the four ETH was worth like eight grand. So, like, overall, I lost 42 grand on that one transaction, which was brutal. Uh, I, I probably should have never bought that in the first place. But I was just like, oh, man, this is going to take off. No, crypto's not taking off. Bad idea. So it's like, it, it, so in the mind of the IRS, is that, oh, it was 14 ETH, sold it for 6 ETH. I think I, 7 ETH, I think I sold it for. So it's like, in their mind, I only lost 7 ETH. How much is ETH worth right now? ETH is worth 1700 bucks or whatever. So, you know, how do, how do they look at that kind of stuff specifically? Well, they look at it the same way you're looking at it. 
everything is looked at it in terms of the fair market value in U.S. dollars at the time. I mean, yeah, you bought it with ETH, but you're thinking it was 50000 When you sold it, yeah, you sold it and got four ETH, but you're, you know when you sold it, you got 8000 That's exactly what the law requires. Everything's reported in dollars at the fair market value of the currency at that time. So once again, gang, the website that you want to go to to get to crypto tax audit is Badco dot in forward slash tax that way clinton knows that uh you are coming based on our recommendation and uh, we're going to talk to his guy to see if we can work out some sort of uh special for you guys i'm not sure what that's going to look like yet but you want to make sure that you're on our mailing list and in in our discord because that's where that'll be announced the mailing list you can subscribe to on the website at badcryptopodcast.com get on there we don't spam you guys maybe we mail you once a week to tell you what's up and it's always current and important stuff or join the discord at discord.gg forward slash nifty for the nifty company that's a company that contains all of the juicy podcasts and content that we put out there discord.gg forward slash nifty and that way we can keep you guys up to date about all this stuff okay so uh we've talked about the IRS uh, weaponizing crypto. We've talked about NFTs. Let's talk about this thing. Um, last year, when we uh, when we did my crypto taxes, I got a list from your guy of all these different calculation services showing how much I you know uh, earned in crypto, and they were all so wrong, like way wrong. What is going on with these services like Coin Tracking and, and these others? Hey, this is great. Uh, so we, we took some time last summer to do analysis. We did it in two different phases, one on CFI, you know, using centralized exchanges, and the other one on DeFi. There, there are two different sources of data, and we use the same client data on all these the major services. I have my own. We have a proven uh, reconciliation process that we applied to each one of them to get to the answer. So uh, we thought I had my my manager, I said, go out there and benchmark all of them. I was kind of interested in which one is the easiest to use, got us the best results in the fastest amount of time, that kind of thing. What we found out just shocked us. What you're seeing here on the screen is that, first of all, if you look in the, we have all the services on the left, the second column, total transactions. Now, mind you, these are centralized exchanges data. Every one of these services got the same amount of transactions from the centralized exchange. Centralized exchange gives data in the form of an API or a CSV file. An API is just simply electronically transmitted CSV file, right? Okay. Look at the total transaction count. We have a low count of 170 and a high count of 26,000. They're all getting the same data. <laughs> they, none of these guys agree on how many transactions? I mean, well, look, look at the total gain too. The lowest from Coin Tracker is sixty nine thousand is the total gain. But Zen Ledger says, "Oh, you had a gain of seven hundred ninety eight. Wait, wait, oh, wait! Man. This is from the same account. This is analysis exactly. of one has the same every account. service has the exact same data. What? That's now bad. let me let's let me explain that. Here's a. I mean, the emperor has no clothes here. I, I'm not here to tell you which one of these is the right answer. I'm not going to say any of these are wrong, but let me set it up for you. Here's the typical problem with centralized exchanges. If we only had one exchange like Coinbase, did all your trading on Coinbase, didn't go anywhere else, all these services would probably give you the same answer, okay? But the fact of the matter is you buy a Bitcoin on Coinbase, you move it to your ledger, 
And then from your ledger, you move it over to some other exchange, let's call it Kraken, where you're, uh, you're trading back and forth, right? And these are all centralized transactions. The problem these services have is knowing how much you bought that coin for. I bought it on Coinbase, say for $100, moved it to my private wallet, and then the private wallet moves over to Kraken. Kraken has no idea I bought it for $100. It just came from the private wallet, right? So, um, and let's say when I move it to Kraken, the current price is uh, uh, $500, okay? And I then, a week later, I sell it for $550. You follow me? Mm-hmm. In that scenario, each one of these services treats it differently. The correct answer on gain is you bought it for $100, you sold it for $550. That's $450 a gain. Let's look at Cointracker, the lowest number. What Cointracker has done, because they want to make it easy for clients to get to an answer, is when you move from a private wallet onto, say, Kraken, they assign to that transaction an automatic cost basis of the value on the day you moved it into Kraken. In this case, my example, $500. So then when you sell it, you made a $50 profit. So Coin tracker in that scenario is going to report a $50 gain. Well, what I hear you saying is they're all using a different methodology to get you that final number, and the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Exactly. Now, on the opposite end of the spectrum is Zen Ledger. Zen Ledger, who is subcontracted by the IRS, uh, what their assumption is that a coin has moved in, and if they don't know the price of that coin, they assume that you got it for zero dollars. Huh. Therefore, they would come up and say you had a gain of five hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, guess what? We just talked about the simple example, and coin tracking is saying fifty dollars. A coin a Zen Ledger is uh, you know five hundred fifty dollars. That's a 11 x difference. That's exactly what you're seeing on this screen. And it's not just this, Clinton, because when I got my report from your team last year, it included all of these Binance Smart Chain airdrops, which were scam coins. They weren't real coins. And, you know, many of them, what they do is they drop them to you. They give it fake volume. They pump it up. And then if you try to sell it, you you can't actually. They're worthless tokens. But it shows that, hey, you got $100,000 worth of this token. Uh, no, I didn't. And that's showing on my Yeah, you did, Joel. It was Jimmy Coin. It was worth a lot. Jimmy. <laughs> well, this is you're absolutely right. The problem is no matter how good a job you think you are as an accountant and did your own reconciliation, when you get audited by the IRS, they're going to use a different service and they're going to come up with a much higher number. I got Which a question for you around that because this is interesting to me is a lot of accountants don't know, quite frankly, they don't know shit about this space. It's, it's confusing to them. They don't understand crypto at all. And so what would you recommend for accountants? Should accountants forward their clients over to you specifically around crypto? Is that the best case? I mean, that would be good for you. But it's like, is there how do you, how do you work with other accountants? Because I know there's a lot of people out there trying to figure this out. Uh, it's a panic. And it's a crisis. There's very few. I mean, look at these tools we have to use. I mean, it's a crisis. And accountants are afraid of professional liability if they do the crypto portion of the tax return. They want you to give them the numbers. So uh, to answer your first question is, you know, our firm, Crypto Tax Audit, we do gain calculation and return preparation. You know, we've done 3,000 returns, no audits. 
on our returns. And we do that work for customers. I have some extremely large clients, wealthy clients whom we do the gain calculation for, you know, guys like Joel, uh, who, uh, I'm not that who, large. Guys making tens, tens, actually hundreds of millions. Uh, we do the gain calculation for them. And let's and then be clear. Work, that's not me. Account. Just, just, just want to be clear. You're not, not talking about the millions, me. It's in the thousands. <laughs> In the hundreds, hundreds, <laughs> hundreds, yeah, exactly. Although so, with all of those B, with all those Binance smart chain coins, Joel, you are balling. Yeah, well, I will say this: coins than anybody. If I can give one word of advice: is do not report on your tax return a crypto income amount that you don't believe is correct. Hmm. All right, if it's like if it's a coin track, you know whether it's too low or too high. If it's not in that range of believability for you, do not report it on your tax return. If you do report something and it's in the range that you believe that you genuinely made in terms of realized gain, then you can sleep well knowing that you're going to pay a fair amount of tax on a gain number that you believe in. All right. Don't let these services come up with crazy numbers. I talked to a guy who said, you know, token tax came up and said he had a hundred million dollars of income and he, you know, he says, there's no way, you know, no way. I mean, he had millions, but he didn't have hundreds of millions, you know, and so the answer is no, don't report that those services are wrong and they're not, you know, going to defend it and audit. So this is what we do with our services online. We have this audit defense membership where if you get selected for an audit while you're a member of our membership, it's like car insurance or your tax return. We defend you during the audit, we'll recalculate your gain during the audit for the audit year, and we'll defend it with the auditors. And then when the IRS does their own calculation using one of these services, we just attack it. I mean, we've we've had a couple audits where the IRS came back with their own calculation numbers, and I unleashed my forensic accountants on it. We have 75 pages of errors that the IRS has made in their own gain calculation, and that's how we win in an audit. So uh, you know, the problem is, uh, you know, ultimately pay a fair amount of tax. And if you're a larger investor, you should be considering one of our audit defense memberships because you need somebody on your side because the IRS is weaponized. What is that? What is that threshold? Would you say? So like people can self-identify that if they have made in crypto more than X, then they probably should definitely look at what you're doing. We have three levels of membership, uh, based on what your risk tolerance is. The lowest end is, uh, I believe it's fifty. I believe it's fifty nine a month. The middle range is one hundred and seventy five, and the high end, which is you know we take care of all the costs, is uh, two hundred and forty nine dollars a month. And you know, I, worth I think it. As you're, you know, if you're two hundred thousand dollars of assets and more, I think you need to be at the high end. Uh, right. The low end provides an incredible value and you can read about it on the web site that's that we have uh we're coming out with a new web page that uh, this one you're showing us will be updated here in about a week so uh the new one will show it's, it's a great point if you're an investor with say you know forty thousand or more you want to be in that range mm. so this is this is interesting and this is not just for the august or the april 15th deadline like this is something that you're going to want to have all the time because it's like it literally is, like you said, crypto tax insurance. It's like to help you in case shit gets bad. Right. <laughs> and with the IRS weaponizing things, that seems like crazy. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. We get the results. We're, nobody's done as many audit defenses of crypto investors before the IRS as, as my team has. You know, we, 
we it's it's i mean we had one guy went through they audited three years of his investments when it came when all was said and done the irs threw in the towel and they gave the customer a fifty three thousand dollar refund because we recalculated his gain at the beginning of the audit and we recalculated it in a much more aggressive manner that we can defend and more aggressive than he had and in the end we won and got the refund so now they see you coming Right. They see Clinton Donnelly, you know, on the letterhead and they're like, oh, this guy, uh, maybe we should just uh, look, yeah, look right, at this. Right, Joel, because they're talking about like they're spending hundreds of thousands to come after some of these people. Right. And then when it's all said and done, they got to give them a bigger refund. That pisses them off. Oh, how yeah. come, how come our faces aren't on here, Clinton? I see Ivan. I see MM Crypto. I see Stefan Levera. I mean, our handsome faces on there, you get two for, you know, one podcast. I just, I'm just I, saying. I think we see bad, bad crypto on there somewhere. That's a, that's. Okay. What's well, on the new I, website, Joel? It's on the new yeah, website. It's on, on the new, new website. website. Yeah. So, uh, dudes, seriously, go and get the service. The uh, the website that you want to go to, badco.in forward slash tax. The coin tracking tools. You're going to pay for those. Um, Clinton's going to do that. You know, as part of his accounting services, if you if you uh, retain him as your CPA and he actually does your crypto taxes, um, then his team does all that for you and shows you what the options are. Uh, but I get an email. I think it's monthly that I get an email from you guys saying, uh, "Here's what a crypto tax audit shows for you right now." And I'm it's always great because it's all green check marks. You know, there's no inquiries into your account because if I understand what you told me correctly then it is, you know, the moment an inquiry is opened on um, and on a, a person's account and that it's usually six months before you'd even get a letter from the IRS. But you guys know the moment they're like looking into your file. You know, that's exactly right. When you become an audit defense member, even at the lowest member, uh, we, you authorize us to pull your records from the IRS. This is, there's no risk for you to have this happen. But we can pull it and we can see when the IRS supercomputers have flagged one of your tax returns for an audit. And typically that happens a month to six months before they actually, a human initiates an audit. So that gives us a, a heads up to, you know, maybe fix things before the IRS starts the audit. And that service that we do, it's kind of like you're getting like a, a, like a monthly credit score from your banks, you know, on your credit score. This is like a monthly IRS score. There is nobody in the entire tax industry in the U.S. that is doing a service like this. I mean, we've invested a lot of money. It's totally bleeding edge. Uh, we let you know if the IRS thinks that you haven't reported all your income, which is a major source of audits. We can see that before it's even happened and fix your return. It, it, there's no other, I mean, the IRS is kind of like a credit card company that sends you uh, – uh, demand letter you got to pay right now or we'll seize your paycheck all right without actually sending you a, a, a monthly statement about how much you owe all right and you don't even we, get a kiss you don't even get any lube yeah yeah it's just like they, they just you know you get the you get the, the letter bomb in your mailbox you know you're being audited you had no idea they had a problem you know mm. And it would seem like now that they got, they're putting $46 billion, which you said is three times the FBI's budget towards auditing crypto people, then that would seem like a scary thing for people who've got big crypto assets. They might want to be looking into how can they have some crypto tax fixing. Right. So what we can do for people, if you're somebody who's been non-filing, non-reporting, 
you, you know, you, you called up on the tax amnesty, you told your senators, but you're worried. How can you get back into compliance? There are ways that we can do it now. A tax amnesty would be easier, but there are ways we can help people do that, especially now's a good time to look at it because we're starting to see the prices of crypto go back up, uh, especially over the next year where you might be in a position where you'd be able to pay off past debts. So what we can do is look at what you owe and then make a decision. And what can I report? You know, you might want, if you have a year, we're going to get a refund. Let's file that year first. And then maybe file a previous year later uh, when you have the money to pay one that where you would owe money. But we can help you work towards getting into compliance because the IRS is revved up. The IRS is, is coming after everyone. And it's time to make a plan for getting into compliance because, you know, the grip is, is so uh, – you just don't want to – I had a client um, who got arrested by the IRS. Uh, he got indicted for tax evasion. And he became my client after he got indicted. How, how does that happen? Did he just not pay taxes? Uh, Is that Great story, Joel. So he was not a crypto investor. And he had an interaction with someone who paid him a lot of money in the form of Bitcoin. This Bitcoin had been mined by that individual and was paid to him in a private wallet. It had never touched a public exchange. Uh, he then used that crypto and sent it to over-the-counter places to buy different services. So he's, you know, he's he's very, uh, he never reported this on his tax return. One day, two guys from the IRS showed up at his doorstep, uh, knocked on the door. These are the guys with the guns and the badges. Talked to his wife, said, could he come, could the client come down to the office? He brought a couple of lawyers with him. He talked to the IRS agents. They said, well, you know, we think you haven't been reporting all your income and we're going to continue to investigate it over the period of six months or so of information gathering. Uh, the IRS gathered more information. Later, he thought nothing had happened. He was, he was worried, but nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden he gets a phone call from uh, a U.S. district attorney informing him that he's about to receive a subpoena for tax uh, fraud, and the p- subpoena is, uh, you know, charged him with tax tax fraud, which is uh, a penalty of two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus three years in prison per year of infraction. And what they had, the IRS had done, was they had dusted his wallet with satoshis. All right, so they had sent a bunch of satoshis to his wallet address. Satoshi is the smallest transaction. It's like a penny, right, in terms of making change for things. Every time he does something with his Bitcoin and pays for something, one or more of these Satoshis uh, moves. IRS can track that. And they are able to prove that he had spent money, that he had, that he had money he earned. The IRS doesn't have to use any of these gain calculation services. They don't have to prove how much gain you have. They just have to prove that you had a significant amount of income. Significant means over $10,000. Uh, and you didn't report it on your tax return. When he got the call from the district attorney and a copy of the indictment, he went and spoke to two very experienced uh, tax criminal tax attorneys. They both gave him the same advice. You're dead. Your best hope is a good plea bargain. They, uh, He went with a plea bargain where he accepted one year in jail and he paid about $240,000 in cash. 
to the government. In addition, he had to go back and file all his past tax returns, including penalties and interest. He went to jail and he was in jail. He ultimately served around seven to eight months and then he was released. As disruptive and expensive as all that was, that's only the half of it because once he's convicted, once, once he assigned the plea bargain, he became a felon. A felon is a lifetime sentence. As, as he expressed it, well, let me put it this way. When you are a felon, you are prohibited from getting work in any financial industry, the military industry, any security industry. You're, you're blocked out. You know, all those application forms, you've ever been convicted of a crime. You're yes. But he said, Clinton, what's, what's the likelihood that if I get pulled over by a policeman for going a few miles an hour over the speed limit, he looks at my driver's license, sees that I'm a felon. What's the op- what's the odds that I get away with a warning? Mm-hmm. That's the rest of your life, right? So it this is this is actually the IRS's mo now for enforcement. Uh, this is what they're going to be doing, in my opinion, uh, is that they're going to be using criminal enforcement because it's so much easier and less expensive, and it's quicker. Criminal enforcement, bang, bang, bang. They just have to prove that you you moved over ten thousand dollars. You're going to get an indictment. Now it's just talking plea bargain. The Fed, uh, the 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 Department of Justice has hired an additional one hundred and fifty lawyers just to handle criminal cryptocurrency cases. The IRS is using this new money. They're tripling the number of criminal investigators they have. This is going to go after you know cryptocurrency enforcement. So this is the new MO of the IRS, thinking that you're going to hold out and getting audited. Well, that's one strategy. That's one line of attack they have. But as I'm showing you, I, you know, we're able to defeat them a lot, a lot of times, but criminal investment is criminal investigation is, is the biggest concern most people have. This is where you're going to kill a whole generation of people. If the IRS doesn't offer a tax amnesty, we need tax amnesty because we need to make it easier for people to come in from the cold. Mm. amazing well thank you so much for coming on that's just that that's just phenomenal information i think that people need to be aware that you know they've heard oh the irs hired eighty-seven thousand new representatives oh now you're saying 46 billion is is earmarked for crypto and you're also saying hey you've done all these audits and helped people out and or you've, you've you've done all these forensic studies and you've helped people out so if you guys are curious about that and scared about that or whatnot, make sure that you reach out badco.in forward slash tax and uh, pick which solution might work best for you and rock and roll. Yeah, that's your uh, your first call to action right there is go and sign up badco.in forward slash tax to cover your ass. Your second call to action is this crypto tax amnesty initiative at cryptotaxamnesty.org to reach out to your congressperson if you are in the United States and let them know we need amnesty. The third thing is, uh, Clinton, I I realize that you now have a YouTube channel, The Clinton Donnelly Show, and uh, we'll have links to that in the show notes for this episode, badco.in forward slash uh, 674, I believe, but you can go check this out and Clinton talks at length about uh, some of the things that we've discussed here today. So Clinton, thanks for, uh, for coming on uh, for the fourth time. Keep sending us those, uh, those crypto tax audit reports and we'll invite you back for a fifth. 
That sounds well, great. as long as as long as they've got the green chat mark that says everything's good. <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure being with you guys. It's so exciting. You're one of the first podcasts I started listening to when I got into crypto. I want to understand more, and it's always been a, a blessing. Man, I tell you, it is just it seems criminal that the IRS has weaponized the Internal Revenue Service, the U.S. Treasury against its own citizens. I mean, come on. We're it's like we're paying them to come at us. It's like we're paying them to give all our money to Ukraine yeah. and the IRS. So it's like that's the thing about it is that you never really get to pick where your money goes. They just take it and use it wherever they want. And then still somehow we're. 20 something trillion dollars in debt, but who are we in debt to? Right. Well, it, our tax dollars no longer are necessary to fund the government because they're just printing money now. It's uh -huh. it's out of control. I mean, how long is it until we go from trillions to quadrillions? Well, that's the thing is that, you know, those dollars are printed out of thin air as we've been talking about for years. And you know, we owe this money to these nebula, whoever we owe the money to, which is typically the trustees of the Federal Reserve Bank. Uh, you might want to check out the creature from Jekyll Island. We've interviewed G. Edward Griffin twice, uh, one of which has been booted off of YouTube because they didn't like what he had to say. And one of True. them still remains. So that's a good it's a true story. You can only catch that episode on the podcast feed with G. Edward Griffin. Uh, the market's reacting in their own way to everything that's going on with this quantitative easing, with the government coming in and saying, hey, FDIC limits, they're gone now. It's not 100000 or a quarter million for accounts anymore. We're just going to make people whole. With We're going to bail money? out the rich. So my thought on this one, Joel, is they're going to bail out the rich. Then when it comes the big bank runs on all the other banks where everybody who has less than $250,000 in their bank account, oh, FDIC magically is going to be drained at that point. They're not going to be able to help them. But then they're going to usher in the CBDC and save everybody's day so mm -hmm. they can easily wrangle us into that thing. So the crypto market's reacting interestingly and just time stamping this. It is the 16th of March at 4.15 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. And Bitcoin is back over $25,000. So, you know, this has been uh, it's been good for crypto. And it should be good for gold. But, you know, the markets are manipulated. So keep that in mind and put your money where you think you should put your money. None of what we say is financial advice, but we do like to educate you along the way. One thing I would say, though, is that if you do have $200,000 of crypto or more, you should go to badco.in forward slash tax and pick which plan works best for you. Because having that audit protection, probably a good idea. If they've just hired 87,000 reps, and even if you have a little bit less than that, probably not a bad mm -hmm. idea to look into a plan because that could help you. Yeah, absolutely. I love getting the email from him. Well, I, I it's a love-hate thing. I see the email coming in, and then I wince because I open it, and they tell you, you know, if there's any flags you need to you be get the sphincter. concerned about. Oh, you clench yeah, the sphincter real the quick. The sphincter like, oh, clenches sphincters. just a bit. And then I see all green check marks. Everything's A-OK. -okay, and I'm like, all right, Clinton uh, and, and the crypto tax audit has my back. Bad code yeah. I When I look at it, I see clenching Donnelly. <laughs> Nice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, for joining us. Would love to uh, see some reviews, especially if they're five stars at uh, go to iTunes or wherever you do that. And this is your last chance to hop on over to our new show, The Bad AI Show, and grab one of these founders 
NFTs. I'm not going to tell you the website where you actually claim the NFT. You got to go listen to the show. Our third episode just released where we talk all about mid journey and how you can create these amazing, stunning, fantastical images in less than 60 seconds. In fact, they just released mid journey, I think five Trav, where it's supposed to get it right, where it knows now to make like put four fingers on a human being four fingers and a thumb. Ideally, mm -hmm. if you still have your thumb. I always just give me just one. It's the middle finger. <laughs> so that's all about. go listen to an episode. Badai.show is the website for that. And while you're over there, subscribe. You can either watch it on the video services, YouTube, Rumble, or Odyssey, or you can listen to it in the earhole services such as iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all those things. And yep. we will and we're doing a lot more. We're doing a lot more short form content too mm -hmm. on YouTube and some other channels. So if you're not subscribed to YouTube, make sure to do that. And uh, we appreciate all that you do. And you want to be a part of the community because the bad media community is what we put together. And it's like all the shows that we've done, all the NFTs that we've launched, all the projects we've worked with, they're sort of all under one thing. And uh, grabbing that NFT on Bad AI will help uh, open up some of those doors. There you go. And uh, you can take a look right here. If you happen to watch in the video, you can see the new site at badmedia.io that uh, Sir Lord Travis put together here. And uh, you can see all the different shows that we are involved in, how to claim your NFTs, the uh, content sites, some of the firsts that we've had in the industry. It's all right here at badmedia.io. So if you feel like, oh, you guys have so many sites going on, there's so much happening here. This is a, uh, a consolidation where you can go it's like a one-stop shop for the world of travis and joel it's a bad one-stop shop yeah i think what i should also do is i'll add another section where it says like bad crypto and then like here's a youtube button here's a spotify button mm -hmm. here's an itunes button here's a google button probably be good because some people like to listen some people like to watch some people like to sit in the corner and watch and that i'm not here to judge you but that's just a little cucky and let's if we're going to add those buttons and let's make sure we add the alternative services rumble and odyssey because hey we we want you people to consume uh the content however you like but we want to make sure that we're not just supporting big tech you know they've provided a great outlet for us and many of you consume content through big tech outlets but small tech um is is also good tech and so you can check like medium us out there. tech like it's lower to midland tech which yeah is pretty good. yeah all right. Well, no matter which show you're listening to, we always end it the same way, and that is to tell you to stay back. Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Unless it's the nifty show and then we say keep it nifty.
how do you if it's bad ai we don't even say anything yet well we say stay bad i say stay bad stay i bad yeah how do you end the web three show um eat a bag of dicks (laughs) thank you for tuning in the web three show eat a bag of dicks (laughs) we'll see you next time (laughs) 